you made a way. Thank you, Jesus. Let's bow our heads. Lord, we thank you this morning for making a way for us. Lord, thank you for your presence this morning, your anointing this morning. Lord, we ask you to bless us in this place right now. Send a word yes, in this place right now, Lord. Use me, Lord, in this place right now. Make me an instrument right now for you, God. Let them hear your word, not me, God. Lord, I thank you and I humble myself, God, for your service. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. And we're standing here only because, Lord, you made a way. How many of y'all believe that he made a way? I know he made a way for me. He made a way. Every day he makes a way, but it just seems like the, the more current stuff, just it's just right there in your face. This morning, he made a way. Hallelujah. Last night, he made a way. Hallelujah. And you have some memories right now, right now, current things that he has made a way for you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you this morning, God. So last week, we were talking about honoring him and, and accepting his miracles, accepting his grace and his mercy, not just getting it, but actually showing it off, using it, making, acknowledging what he has done for us, acknowledging what he has done for me. Point yourself, what he's done for me. What he's done for me. Yes. <laughs> but then God started speaking to me. He says, some people have not. They praise them. Sometimes they, they can be the loudest praises in the, in, the, in the sanctuary. But they don't stop and say, hold on. What has he done for me? Now, we can, most of us can do that. But there, there are some folks that they, they won't because sometimes, I don't know if we're afraid to sometimes look back on the trials that God has brought us through, on the test that God has allowed us to overcome. We all are are examples of his amazing grace and mercy. But sometimes we don't note those things. And that's what we were talking about. Bring them out to reality. Let people know. Because that is the testimony that delivers people. That they don't have to necessarily walk down that street to know what's down that street. They don't necessarily have to open that door to go in that door to find out that's not a good door to go in. Your testimony are a blessing to people. But today, I wanted us to add a subject to our praise. Yes, add a subject. Because yes, you can praise him, we can thank God. But sometimes we need to add some subject, some matter, something to start praising him for. I want you to turn with me to Psalms 136. And I've read this psalm my entire life. Hallelujah. I want you to stop right there. Thank you. Now, his steadfast love, that is the ESV version. But if you look at the the King James Version, the King James Version uses the word mercy. If you look at the English Standard Version, the English Standard Version uses the word steadfast love. 
If you look at the international version, it uses the word love. If you look at the New Life version, it uses the word loving kindness. What is the difference? It's the interpretation. You may want to use the word love. You want to use the word love, mercy. You may want to use the word stand, um, steadfast love. It's your interpretation. But as you read the passage, you're going to start recognizing some things that God did in those days. But then now, doing right now. Go ahead. Doing forever, yes. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, for his, his steadfast love endureth forever. To him who made the great lights, for his steadfast love endureth forever. The sun to rule over the day, for his, his steadfast love to be forever. The moon and the stars to rule over the night, for his steadfast love endureth forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Cush. For his steadfast love endureth forever. So we're going we're gonna to switch to the King James. Can we switch to the King James version real quick? We got those electronic Bibles. It's kind of a little easier. For his mercy endureth forever. Let's say that last part together. For his mercy endures forever. For his mercy endureth forever. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it. For his mercy endureth forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. For his mercy endureth forever. To him which led his people through the wilderness. For his mercy endureth forever. To him which smote great kings. For his mercy endureth forever. And slew famous kings. For his mercy endureth forever. Zion, king of Amorites, for, for his, his mercy, mercy endureth forever. And Og, the king of Bashan, for his, his mercy endureth forever. And gave their land for an heritage. For, for his, his mercy, mercy endureth forever. Even inherited unto Israel his servant. For, for his, his mercy endureth forever. Who remembered us in our low estate. For, for his, his mercy endureth forever. And hath redeemed us from our enemies. For his mercy endureth forever. Who giveth food to all flesh. For his mercy endureth. That's happening right now. <laughs> oh, give thanks unto the God of heaven. For his mercy endureth forever. Now, God can do all of those things. And he is doing all of those things. And has done all of those things. But where in that scripture does your blessing lie? He talks about giving food. For his mercy endureth forever. For his love endureth forever. For his steadfastness fastness endureth forever. What we're finding out with that, with those characteristics, mercy, love, steadfastness, that's who God is. He's always there when we need him. Always there when we want him. Never failing us. 
But do we re realize that he is over and above anything that somebody could say they can be for you? Because sometimes we'll feel like a friend will say, I pinky promise that I'll be there for you anytime that you need me. And as much as they, they honor that statement that they make to you, I will be there for you, they can't. They want to, but it's impossible. Because God is there for us all the time, even though I love my wife. And I will want to be there for her anytime she needs me. There have been some times she's reached out and has not been able to get in touch with me. The phone was not in my pocket. I was not in a place where I could hear her call my name. I was not necessarily at her place where she can reach me. That best friend of yours that wants to be there for you. They, they, they promise you, I'm going to be there. Anytime you need me, I will be there. And you get in a place of need and you reach out and you call them and they don't answer the phone. It's not that they don't want to. They're human. They could be asleep. They could be going through their own test. But my God never fails to be there for me. Never fails. Have you imagined how often God answers our prayer? Because he's just not there for you. He's there for me. He's there for them. He's there for you. And all of these things could be happening at the same time. Yeah. But he never fails. Because his mercy endures what? Forever. Whatever. Forever. Not just forever. All times. Forever. Anytime. Forever. Whenever. Forever. When I need him right now, he's there for me. And you could be going through something right where you are at the same time. But because he's there forever, he's with me and he's with you at the same time. Because his mercy endureth what? Forever. forever. His love endureth what? Forever. His steadfastness endureth what? Forever. I want to believe that I could be there for somebody. I could be there for my wife. That is, the, that is what we vowed when we made our vows. I promise to love you in sickness and in health, richer or poor, for as long as we both shall live. That says as long as we both shall live. It didn't say forever. I love you forever. But God can love you for real forever. He will be there for you for real forever. He will be steadfast to you for real forever. This is not a complicated word. It's, it's, not, it's not something that we have to dig deep and, and, and unfold. This is right, it's, this is surface information. Why, however, do we want to recognize? Do we want to put a subject to our praise? Why do we need to put a subject to our praise? Why? Because when it's all said, where we are right now is a place that we can get as close to God as we possibly need to get. We can fast. We can pray. We can, we can, do, we can pull, pull away from the table. We can stop foolishness. We can 
we can do everything we need to do to get close to God right now. A lot of us are at home. You can do that or you can do the opposite. But why is it important that we now put a subject to praise? Why? Because we're asking God to do something for us that's supernatural. And sometimes we need to give him that praise. And what happens when you add a subject to something, it empowers it more. It makes it, it, makes it more important to you. Kind of like a name brand. I'm wearing Adidas today. Everybody see that? Adidas, you, I'm sorry, you can't go to a chef and look for Adidas in it. Less expensive products. You have to go to some stores. Certain stores sell Adidas. Every store, unfortunately, don't sell Adidas. Order offline or wherever you have to order. It's popular. Nike, it's popular. You see the athletes, they wear their Nike, their Under Armour, their Adidas. My question to you, how popular is God to you? How popular is he to you? Is he popular enough for you to share his goodness? And that's what that subject is. That subject to our praise is giving us something to praise for, but also giving us something to share, giving us something to testify, giving us something to win folks to Christ. We got to win folks. We got to be a, we, we are in a situation now where we're, we have to social distance, so we can't have big congregations, but it will come a time that we have to use everything that we have worked for. We have to use all of the witnessing tools. We have to use all of the praise tools, all of the worship tools. We're going to have to get back to a place where we're going to have to win back folks and win folks for the first time. Are we truly ready for that? Or are we just saying, Lord, I'm just going to thank you for what you've done for me. It is not just for what he's done for you. It is to share his goodness and his mercy to everyone. Because some folks don't have the privilege of hearing his word every day. Some folks don't have that. They, didn't, they weren't raised up in the church. They wasn't raised up in that environment. So if you are the first person that they meet that have the power to share with them the love of God, then it's your responsibility to do that. And the way you present that product is the way they receive that product. When you go to buy something, if that salesperson tells you something about that product and say, well, it ain't all of that. It, you know, it works sometimes. I doubt you'll buy it. If you go to buy a car and the salesperson say, hey, I don't really drive this car. I don't, I don't really like them. You probably won't buy from him. I'm not saying you won't buy the car, but unless you are endorsing that product with pride. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Endorsing it with love. Endorsing it with steadfastness. That's right. That's it. Endorsing it with goodness. Then you won't get the response that you're looking for. If I want you to love God like I love God, I'm going to give you the good things. I'm going to give you my testimony. I'm going to give you my victories. I'm going to show you what he's been in my life. That way, when you hear it, you'll be more receptive. The scripture says, with love and kindness have I drawn thee. You can't draw with hatred. You can't draw with disappointment. You can't draw with cuss words. I'm sorry. With loving kindness, yes. 
have I drawn thee? 